0: After the Second World War ended in 1949, fridges and freezers started to become more affordable for the average household, making meal planning easier. More women were in the workforce and had little time to bake. In 1954, a Scottish bakery firm led by Tom Forsyth hit upon the idea of selling ready-to-bake goods, and they began making things like vol cases, sausage rolls and pizza bases. These products and more were exported around the world. In the 1990s, the bakery realised they'd missed a trick and decided to sell what were essential leftovers from their production line. It became a real game-changer. Ready-made pastry in sheets. The firm just Roll was cooked up. No longer would people bemoan a soggy bottom of a quiche or endure a rock-hard pie crust at dinner time. Perfect pastry every time. Tom Forsyth died in 1971 but he left the firm to his adopted daughter who sold it much later. She pocketed two and a half million pounds from the sale. So how did the wealthy heiress end up broke? Living in a garden shed and get embroiled in a lurid court case by whereby she was accused of helping a lover, whose garden shed it was, murder his wife and hide her body. This is the murder of Carol Jarvis and this is Murder Me on Monday.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Murder Me Your Monday podcast. I am Cameron and joined with me is Mother.
0: Hello. So, I had to stop myself with this one. I, I wanted to make so many Great British Bake Off cracks about Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry and that Do even watch
1: Great British Bake Off? Well,
0: I've only watched one or two episodes many moons ago. But we used to watch something called um, Britain's Best Dish. That was about 2007 to 2011. Do you remember that? There was a big old hoo-ha about one of the judges. He was a celebrity chef. Um, He had his own restaurants and he ended out, um, he was blunt and that's putting it mildly. He ended out on um, I'm a Celebrity in Australia and um, John Burton Race's name was. And while he was out in Australia, obviously they're cut off from all methods of communication. And his wife closed his restaurant down while he was out there. There was a huge great hoo-ha about it and they closed the show down.
1: Isn't that like the plot of Rocky? Where he just well, goes poor in the end.
0: Not quite. They, they,
1: they, I think he's. I've ba- googled it and I don't remember this at all.
0: We did used to watch it, but that, yeah. So um, yeah, so they tried to reboot that show, but I didn't think they made it particularly well. But
1: at the start, when you were doing the the pre-read for the thing, because I don't I don't know anything about the case beforehand.
0: Mm.
1: When you start talking about fridges, yes, I thought you were going to talk about when they started making fridges that didn't have locks on them, and they had just the, the suction cup things. So I thought you were going to talk about kids that had been killed. In fridges and it's been like cause you know that thing about yeah, never yeah. leave a fridge door on un- yeah. when it gets chucked away.
0: Well, well they've got locking handles and people still do get trapped yeah. in ones. commercial. I thought ones. it was gonna
1: be about that. And then when it got onto baking, I thought fuck someone's been swingy todded or whatever it's called and putting some food. Yeah. I yeah. thought I thought that. And then and then he said Forsyth. I thought, fuck no, not Bruce Forsyth, not, well, not. It's my only, it's only come tangi- boy. D-
0: tangentially sort of, but I couldn't resist digging into this. It's because well, this is where she got the money. Um, which is actually pretty, you know, instrumental in all this case, but it it was just so odd. So I went digging into the firm and things like that. And apparently the ladies that worked at the Forsyth bakeries were encouraged to take home the cuttings from the uncooked pastry products. Um, I'd have thought that would have saved the firm money because you wouldn't have to dispose of it. I remember, as a kid, farmers we used to be allowed to take all the food waste for pig slop before the foot and mouth outbreak. And I remember large paladin bins being taken in the school's kitchens back then.
1: Paladin bins?
0: Yeah, the big, huge, circular ones. Massive, great big things. that, that You could have probably seen in the top. Little old me couldn't have even you know, got my hands mm. up to the top of the sides. But they're not allowed to do that anymore. But anyway, so... When they asked what they did with the cuttings, apparently the ladies replied, we we'll just roll it out. And that's how the name Just Roll trade name was born. Um, they tried to register it as Just Roll and it was considered too descriptive a name. So I don't know if that was a registration office or the firm were a bit woolly about it. So they shortened it to Just Roll. They dropped a T and the final L. And I was actually stood there in the supermarket looking at the stuff today and I just, it made me laugh. So... Going back to the actual case, there were two trials for the murder case that we're covering. Both take place in Scotland, and as Scotland has a different legal system to England, the first case was not allowed to be reported on. So all we have out there is the second case and what was allowed about the first case to be brought out in evidence. So records are rather scant. Tom Forsyth was the man who's the start of the fortune we mentioned, he was married to a lady called Christina. They adopted a little girl called Rita, and she was born in England in 1955 and was brought up in Coldstream, I believe, which is a lovely place on the border of England and Scotland. Tommy died of heart disease in 1971, and Rita inherited the firm. She was married with children, but having multiple affairs, apparently, until she met a builder by the name of Hester. She promptly divorced her husband and married this chap in 1985. She then sold the firm in the early 1990s for 2.5 million, which I said apparently that would be worth about 5.3 in today's money. That's a lot of money. No idea where Christina was, Tom's wife, you know Rita's adopted mother. What happened to her? It's, not, it's just not mentioned. Rita was widowed eventually, but she'd frittered the lot away—cars, men, and houses. It said. By the time this case started in 2009, the heiress, Reese Taister, was skint. Sometimes she could rustle up enough money to stay in a bed and breakfast, but more often than not, she was in the garden shed of a chap called Harry Jarvis. So who was Harry Jarvis? Born in Grimsby on the northwest coast of England in 1950, started out as a bus driver, eventually becoming an electronics engineer. In the early 1990s, he met Carol, who was 14 years younger than him. And they married in 1982, settling in Bathgate, West Lothian, Scotland, which is about 21 miles west of Edinburgh. He was 32 and she was 18. And that, to me, is an ick-level factor warning. I mean, it's perfectly legal. She wouldn't have needed parental permission at that age. But speaking as a parent...
1: It's a bit predatory, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. You're a... A thirty-two-year-old man and they're an eighteen-year-old child. Let's be honest, yeah. that's what they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah, I can imagine they weren't, weren't happy.
1: By this point, you would have still had money, wouldn't you?
0: No. This is this. Is, Harry met a girl called Carol.
1: Harry, is that a movie? As Harry met Sally. Sally but, Harry yeah. Met her, yeah. So, no, um, so he ha- hasn't
0: met Rita yet. He hasn't met Rita. Harry meets Harry
1: met, Harry meets Carol, and he gets married to Carol. How do I get so confused about names already? You said about four people, and I'm already... Who?
0: Yeah, that's fine. Let, let's carry on with the story. You, you'll get it. Carol and Harry went on to have children. But in later years, Carol was not a well woman. She had a number of serious medical conditions which haven't been revealed, and she was virtually bedridden in later years. Harry embarked on a series of flings with women he contacted using the internet. But he always returned to Carol witnesses said she was besotted with harry and would forgive him anything one neighbor who described herself as a close friend of carol's said she was naive i'm not really surprised she kept taking him back as he was probably her first and only and well he's the guy's got to have the gift of the gab It seems he keeps having these affairs he's a former bus driver so usually they're quite sociable and i've seen and heard things many moons ago so yeah i'm not really surprised Now, Harry met Rita, the heiress, on the internet in May 2008. Rita lived in Peebles on the Scottish border with England, so about 38 miles from Harry's home. Harry apparently would often stay at her house because he was working in the area as an electronics engineer and moonlighting as a delivery man for an Indian takeaway. 38 miles is not a lot to drive home at night, so that sounds like a BS excuse to me. Yeah? Yeah? By 2009...
1: That's over an hour.
0: Yeah, but it's not unusual in the UK. An hour and a half's drive, an hour and a half's commute, one way, is not a lot. And especially when you've got a home, you would... No,
1: I I think that's just trying to normalise an excessively long commute because of how society is now. An hour and a half, one way... That's a long fucking time. That is that is a government-mandated, yeah, I'm telling you. Bollocks, is it? It's not...
0: It uh, is. is if yeah,
1: yeah, I'm saying, just because they say it is, I mean, yeah. actually, it's an hour-and-a-half commute. If you think, it's, there's three hours a day for five days a week, there's 15 hours a week, there's 60 hours a month.
0: Why do you think a lot of people don't want to go back to That's the like office? That's like
1: 720 hours a year. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of your life wasted mm-hmm. on either being behind a windshield or in a train with people who don't used, want to be near. I used to do
0: it. Never thought anything of it until lockdown, but anyway... So, 2009, Harry was at this point said to drink a bottle of whiskey a day and gave up work to act as a carer for his wife and live off her government benefits. Harry also had a criminal record, which included fraud and embezzlement. And that was interesting, but I couldn't find out anything more about that, unfortunately. So it got me thinking, what type of electronics engineer? That's a catch-all descriptor, isn't it? Why was it so badly paid that he acted moonlight as a delivery driver for an Indian takeaway? I, I didn't didn't understand that one. Now, I understand giving up work, as you do get some government benefits and discounts on some stuff as, as a carer. But it's not usually a lifestyle choice. It's a necessity. The money is barely enough to meet food bills, let alone anything else. And as for drinking a bottle of whiskey a day one could say the stress of caring duties could cause that, yeah? Same with having affairs. If his wife was so unwell as to be disabled enough to get benefits, it's not a good picture, but sort of understandable. And at this point, I'm for- sort of feeling sorry for Harry, in a sort of way. I think he's he's not Why? very... Ni- I just think, you know, he's got to be really stressful caring after a, you know...
1: Yeah, but...
0: I'm feeling a little bit sorry for him. No. I am genuinely feeling a little bit sorry for him.
1: No, the other people, I, I might sympathise with people that have committed the murders because they've had a hard life and that's kind of what's driven them to do these things. But this guy, he, he's a, 30, a 32-year-old man who got involved with an 18-year-old. Already kind of creepy. You're almost on the list at this point, right? A couple of months either way and, you you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll skip forward 20 years.
1: She, yeah, you skip forward. And then in that time, she's fallen ill. And he starts mm. having affairs and doing all these other things. I, I don't think he's done anything that's like deserving of my sympathy. And I sympathise with people that kill people sometimes. So. I'm,
0: d- I'm just saying, I, I can imagine it wouldn't be an easy life.
1: Yeah, but uh,
0: it's... I, so I, Sympathy is possibly a too strong a term for it. I, I've got a little bit of understanding of maybe why maybe. he's... Yeah. yeah, so 2009 still. Rita sells her house in Peebles, Rita the heiress. What happened to the money? I don't know but the woman was living on her uppers in Harry's garden shed in Bathgate. Now, I've seen pictures of that shed. It ain't big. It's about half the size of our shed, so space for a lawnmower and not a lot else. It it doesn't look any different to our garden shed. You know, kind of ramshackled and a bit sad.
1: Why is she staying in the shed and not in the house?
0: Because Harry's wife is in the house.
1: Yeah. But you would Sleep on the sofa.
0: Well, how would you like it if you're wife, brought another man home.
1: Yeah, but d- does does the woman know that Rita's in the shed? Well,
0: we'll I'll tell you about that one. So apparently the neighbours knew about the woman in the shed. Harry is said to have told, Peter, uh, told people that Rita was a former nurse and she was going to be his wife's carer so he could go back to work. But they didn't want Harry and Carol's four, by that time, adult children to find out until they could finalise their plans. Yeah. No. Bottle of whiskey a day, women on tap and benefits. He had no intentions of going back out to work, I'm guaranteeing you. One of his daughters, they didn't live there, but somehow or another, she found out about the shed lodger and she described it as creepy and weird. When she spoke to her dad, Harry, he told her that Rita was a friend who had lost her house, her car, money, and he felt responsible. Why? Why would he be responsible? and and, and he was just helping her out that's why she was in the garden shed why the daughter didn't say like you you know go sleeping on the sofa it's just a friend you're helping them out i I, this was all a bit peculiar the daughter did tell her mum carol that there was some strange woman living in the garden shed but nothing seems to have come of it because as carol as we said carol was besotted with harry and would forgive harry anything Harry had a f- habit of flapping his gums. It came out later that he told a barmaid that he was going to leave his wife and live with Rita and live off her money as he seemed to think she was still wealthy. Why he would think that when the woman is sleeping on a grotting mattress in his garden shed and was claiming government benefits, I don't
1: get. I was, is this man thick? She's living in a shed. Yeah. That doesn't scream money. I know, I know there's that movie, it's called Mr Stink. Something yeah, like, that their, yeah. Their kid's movie, you have that homeless man. Hugh turns Bonneville, out, I think's the actor. Turns out he's he's like a, an, an heir to a throne or something, and he's worth loads of money. It ain't that, mate. This, ain't, this isn't the movies.
0: Yeah, well, at this point, I'd, I'd lost sympathy for Harry, so definitely. Now, as I said, Carol, at this point in why, her life.
1: Why have you lost sympathy? You had it from a second ago. What changed? Yeah,
0: it's the lies about why Rita was in the shed that bothered me. And, and the lies that he was going to go back to work. And I'm thinking, no, he's, not, mm. he's got no intentions. No. Yeah. Sympathy's gone out the window. Be open if it was a friend. But he's known to have multiple affairs constantly. So you're not going to believe it. But anyway, as I said, at this point in her life, Carol was very unwell. She was often confined, confined to bed. She would have fits and the doctors had run all sorts of tests but couldn't pinpoint the reason why. And she was on some apparently quite strong medication to prevent these fits. So when on the 14th of September 2009, Carol's adult children could not get a hold of her, they contact the police and report her missing. You can't blame them. The woman was very vulnerable And they must have been worried sick. They were used to dad disappearing for weeks when he was tomcatting it about. And now this strange woman in the shed. But mum, no, she was always at home these days. Yeah, no, not buying it. So the police swing into action and two officers go to the house to chat to Harry and ask if they can have a look about. This was a request. There was no warrants. So he could have said no. They don't tip the place upside down with just cursory searches, sort of just check for the obvious stuff. you know. Sp- suspicious people like me, it'd be broken doors, smash plates or house- household items, blood spots or patches or something. Just things that don't seem, seem right in a normal house. And it's never a good move to refuse a polite police request to
1: look about as it makes people suspicious as to why you would refuse. But isn't that you're right though? Because that's the same thing as saying if you don't have anything to hide them...
0: Yeah, I know, but I- I- if you genuinely don't have with stuff like that, it was... <sighs> I understand what you're saying, but in you can see because if, you
1: have the right to the privacy of the stuff. Mm. If it's just a polite request, you could say no. It's that usually, usually, thing.
0: literally, all they do is they walk into a room, they have a, literally a scan around the room, say thank you very much, and just walk out. They are looking for really blooming obvious clues, and if you do that, then usually you're done. Whereas if they have a search warrant, it can be like a tornado. Yeah, they flip
1: things over, they ransack the house, they look for whatever.
0: Yeah, so I I can understand why it's probably a good idea to do that. But Harry didn't refuse, he let them poke about a bit. So one PC is upstairs, and they just happened to look under the bed in one of the bedrooms and saw somebody there just chilling under the bloody bed with all the dust bunnies, no doubt. Carol couldn't clean, and I bet Harry wouldn't. The PC lifted the mattress to find Rita Haster. Harry was standing in the doorway of the room and he said, ''Get up, Carol.'' He also told the searching police officers, ''That's my wife.'' One PC jumped the gun and used the police radio to report that Mrs Jarvis had been found alive and well. But the other PC said to Harry, ''I've met your wife before. That's not Carol. Why are you telling me lies?'' The PC's copper doll, is that a thing? Um, went off like a clack claxon. I imagine. I mean, why would this woman be under the bloody bed? What, what's the logic? Rita was just stood there. She said nothing. And she made no attempt to say that her na- name was not Carol. Nothing. Nada. Harry got flustered, as you would, and told the officers he was leaving his wife for Rita, the under-the-bed lady, and there'd been a row. And Carol had gone to Dundee for respite care. No one believed a word of it. Least of all Carol's children when told what their father had said. Carol could never have made that trip via bus or train by herself with her seizure issues. as is about 70 miles away from their home. If he took her, when did he take her? Why was it not mentioned? You know, to the, the children and neighbours and things like that. Now, for those that don't know, respite care here in the UK is for those with long-term illnesses, of all descriptions, and it's to give the carers a break. It's not cheap. If you can get it funded by the government or a charity, it takes a while. And whichever way it's paid for, it takes a long time to organise. She obviously never mentioned it to her children, and she would have done, I'm sure. Her problems were physical And she did not have a condition such as early onset dementia, whereby she could have forgotten to mention it. So this was, you know, nobody's buying this story.
1: And we still don't know what's wrong with her at this point? No. It's not disclosed anymore, so she just had fits, sort of, is immobile.
0: Yeah. Apparently, say, the doctors had run loads of tests on her. And we, we both know that sometimes some physical ailments can take years to actually, you know diagnosed so she's, she's, she's that bad though that the government didn't fight and they, they gave her benefits as being disabled so the police go back to the house two days later on the 16th of September after all they had no reason to arrest Harry or Rita on their first visit did they no they find Harry and Rita have done a runner to Perth no not Australia before you I see that look on your face I frowned yeah, yeah. it's about 50 miles north of the town of Bathgate where this is all actually happening so it's the original Perth, as we could say. So please start looking about. They find evidence of Rita living like a borrower in the shed, and they also find Carol dead and wrapped in a duvet in the basement. A lot of places it says under the floorboards, and her body was piled high with junk, but that doesn't make much sense. How would you get junk under the floorboards to put on a body? There's, there isn't a huge crawl space under floorboards, is there? So
1: We had another case where... That woman called Rachel was murdered and stuck in the the redheads, yeah, a cupboard under Mm -hmm. the floorboards.
0: Yeah, he'd gone in through a cupboard and tucked her under the floorboards. But I'm thinking it was a basement or a cellar. Um, It's 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 not uncommon for houses in Scotland to, especially the older houses, to have basements and cellars.
1: I asked you this before the other day, but why don't we have that in the UK? You, You see it everywhere, all over media, especially in America. They have these large basements. Why don't we have them?
0: It, they do cost a lot of money to, uh, and people, I don't know. I think, it's shit. I
1: think we should have basements.
0: Yeah. Well, well as, as I said to you the other day when we talked about it, I think some of it is to do with the fact that a lot of our soil is clay, which dries out and shrinks. That can cause problems. I mean, we have problems with subsidence anyway. And we also have a lot of um, chalk which, again, dries out and moves, and it can it can be problematical. And if you're just thinking dropping a basement in um, could possibly double the cost of a house. It's entirely possible. It's it's an enormous amount. In, in, take it. And they, say they do it in... People may or may not know. They often put these basements as afterthoughts. They do them in buildings in London, especially the big multi-million-pound houses in, in London... And it takes a lot of persuasion for the authorities to allow these things because it can take 18 months of work to get these basements dug out. And it's it's horrible for the neighbours. And I've seen more than one where basically the house is holding itself up by habit. And when they've excavated the basement, they haven't shored things up. And the house just
1: caves in. And it just
0: literally folds in on itself. So it's not always a good idea. Building them beforehand, I get it, but anyway. So I don't know how they found the dastardly duo and brought them back. But in 2011, two years after the death of his wife, Harry was found guilty of murder and sentenced to 15 years. So I've got no idea why it was such a lenient sentence. No idea. Now, this is where the two trials are mentioned in the beginning come in. Harry's trial for murder was not allowed to be reported on. We only now know what I've told you so far because of Rita's trial, which was allowed to be reported on. Why wasn't... And only then were they allowed to talk about Harry's conviction in the context of what was revealed in evidence at Rita's trial. Why? I don't know. I'm going to say, is that confused? Does that make sense? I can understand... There's this blanket ban on Harry's trial for some reason. But Rita's trial, no, that was open. So you could only report on what was given in evidence at Rita's trial. And some of the stuff from Harry's trial was then given in evidence at Rita's trial. So you know, I know.
1: Why? Why is that so complicated? Why do people make things complicated?
0: There will be good legal reasons behind it, but trust me, I'm, I spent many an hour down this like one, and
1: I've got no idea why. I mean, it's not the same tier, but it's like the Venables thing, where they can't say their names or anything, but that's different children. That's this guy, But why can't they say what? All right, sure, why not? Carry on. Yeah. So you've got yep. Shed Lady.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Shed Lady Rita's trial is at the High Court in Edinburgh in September 2011, and it went on for two for four weeks, sorry. That is when it came out that the pathologists had never been able to identify how Carol had died exactly or when. Decomposition had made the interpretations of findings very difficult. They actually had two postmortems, but they just couldn't come up with any answers. So I thought thinking, right? well, soft tissue would have degraded. Even strangling can be hidden if the hyoid bone in the neck is, is not broken. And I think I remember hearing or reading that is at least 50% of cases of strangulation, that bone is not broken. So you can
1: come across... I'm not sure, though, because I know with strangulation, especially with the Epstein, the examiner said that if you get strangled, typically it's always that this one bone is broken during the process of strangulation, which he had. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if there's some fucky business with the figures there, but...
0: No, I, I I suspect that pathologist, if you're talking about Epstein, has probably not done the research. I've I've heard. No, what and do you read, mean? What do you no, mean? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. That there, there are there are really good peer review um, papers out there that prove that in some cases of strangulation, well, it's one of these things. Unless the guy, I say the guy, that's wrong. Unless the person admits that they strangled the other person and they find at autopsy that the hyoid is not broken, you're going to assume that they weren't strangled because the hyoid is not broken. So this is where this figure of at well, least... No,
1: but it, it's not the absence of that one bone being broken. There are, there are many other factors. It yeah, isn't, but, isn't only the bone.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's soft tissue damage, and they can tell from things like where, if they were hung or strangled, where a knot would yeah, have and, been and behind that's what the I'm ear. And
1: th- with, with like the Epstein thing, you can't get, Mm. That broken bone via hanging only be via strangulation. That's why the absence of it isn't evidence in itself.
0: Mm. That's that, again, that that's a whole rabbit hole. I don't want to go down with the Epstein thing. Whoa, not going to touch that moment with So smothering. I'm thinking, you know, she's in bed, she's not well. It it wouldn't have been provable at that stage, again, because she was so decomposed. You wouldn't have been able to find fibres up the nostrils or, you know, there'd be no particular hemorrhaging or anything like that. And even some drugs would have dissipated from the body, you know, if he'd have drugged her and then done something to her. So they're a complete loss at at what killed Carol, but she's definitely dead. So Rita had been charged. definitely dead. (laughs) Rita had been charged... that on or about the 11th to the 15th of September 2009 thing they do when they can't pinpoint exactly when a crime occurred. They give a range of dates. So this no cause of death left the prosecution with a problem, an even bigger one when Harry was brought in as a defence witness. Harry, at the start of his evidence, denied murdering his wife. But the jury heard he'd been jailed for life and ordered to serve a minimum of fifteen years before he can apply for parole. Harry said that he'd also given up an attempt to appeal against his conviction. Now that made that uh, yeah that uh, my eyes came out on on stalks at that one. Telling the jury is really really unusual that he'd been convicted. I, I yeah, but he was defence witness and it's the Scottish legal system, so it may account for that. I don't know. Normally. If, if someone's um, a prosecution witness, they will come in, you know, dressed in a suit. They won't have shackles on all the, They'll have the jury out while they take the shackles off them. So it was really weird. And the fact is that he's a defence witness. Now, Harry told the court that Carol had died of natural causes. He told them that when his wife died in the early hours of the 12th of September, he was alone in the house in Bathgate. Harry gave his account of his wife's final movements dying in their bed after a rather graphic sex game had gone wrong and she'd had a fit and he tried to administer drugs to stop it and it was unsuccessful. Now, I call BS on that one. Someone is so ill that she's practically bed bound. She's not going to want to swing off the light fittings or play a bit of hide the sausage. Oh, is she? She's... Hide the
1: sausage. I just...
0: No, 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 no.
1: Hide the sausage. Okay, sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so Harry said he'd never told Mrs Haster. he he never called her Rita, that his wife had died and he invented an elaborate story to account for her absence from the house, pretending she'd gone to this respite care. He also said he sent Rita to a shop on a, a, a false errand to keep her out of the house while he completed hiding his wife's body. He
1: also told the court that but he... why inc- did he hide the body?
0: Well, Rita might have found it.
1: No, I'm saying from his perspective of she died of natural causes, why would you hide the body? Not exactly. just report it that someone's exactly. died. Exactly. Uh, is he going to try to make the argument that we wanted the uh, benefits to come in still? Cause that's the idea Cause if you're going to try to justify that you, that you, that, okay. So in this hypothetical, you didn't kill someone, but you're going to hide the body anyway, because you want to keep taking in the money. Then that kind of, ju- that it doesn't justify it, but it kind of rationalizes as to why you might do something. But to, to hide it and then not use that as an excuse, it, 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 it doesn't bolster up your initial claim. I just heard a noise next door. If those fuckers start drilling again, I heard a rustle rustle <laughs> and I'm getting wound up thinking about it. So, yeah, you, see what I mean, you, you're, there have been a few cases with that where people have been murdered and hidden, but they sort of haven't had a reason as to why they were hidden in the first place. So you're literally caught with your pants down.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ulyssa Chavis, I think it was episode seven, was it? Might have been nine. Um, I don't
1: know. I've done yeah. too many. I, yeah. I, I edit
0: them. They're uh, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. Why? If it was natural causes, I actually know possibly the reason why, but it's it's an even more stupid reason. It would have made the reason why he did it. Oh, I'll, 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 get, I'll come out in the end. We'll, we'll come back to that point. So. Going back, he's telling the court that he and his wife, Carol, had watched some TV show or another when some character had his wife buried in the garden and Carol had wanted him to do the same for her so they would always be near each other. Key point, garden, not wrapped in a duvet and stuffed in the cellar. And you can actually do that. It is legal to do it. You've got to get all sorts of permits and all the rest of it, but you can, if you want to, bury a family member in your own garden if you... You know, it's doesn't not near a watercourse and things like that. It's a lot of hard, but it can be done. Now
1: Do you have to move them when you sell the house or did the person that buys it know? Because that'd be fucking awkward if you tried to get your garden done up by someone, they dig a body out of it.
0: I've heard of cases where the house has been sold, but the grave from this relative was like fifty year old, right down the bottom of the garden, and they were quite happy to have it there and would go down and, and lay flowers on it. They didn't mind. A bit like last week's case where they'd been buried for 15 years under this lady's patio that she laid that didn't know the bodies were there and she'd go out and put flowers on it. So I think if you know, it's it's the, the finding of the... Anyway. Mm. Now, he sort of conceded the point, Harry, but he said he used to go and lay next to her and talk to her, go, you know, lay, lay next to her body. Uh, Well, if that's under the floorboards, I'm not believing that. So it probably was a seller. And again, I'm not buying anyway. The smell, even after a couple of days, would have been absolutely horrendous close up. Now, the prosecution had an ace up their sleeve, as they say. They produced love letters from Harry to Rita and quoting some excerpts. Drugs are doing the job just took longer than I thought, but going fast now. In another letter, it reads. Carol is dying as I write. Then we have the house to ourselves and sell it all and move on.
1: Oh, this guy's such a papega. Why is he... <laughs> I use the word popega in a podcast. Why is he doing this? Why would you write that? I did... Yeah, I chopped her right off, put her in the stew, trapped her in the bin. Wait, like... Yeah. Actually, wait, this, now it's kind of... Hang on. What was that case that we did where that woman was... That the woman wrapped up her husband and then chucked him in the loft for, like, years? And they should... And then she was found again. She was a nurse, wasn't she, or something. For some reason, I'm getting flashbacks that, of that.
0: No, that, that was John and um, that the ones that went off to Australia.
1: Yeah, uh, Sabine.
0: Yeah, John Sabine. John yeah. Sabine case, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, she wrapped him up and they told the neighbour it was a, a... A mannequin type thing or an yeah. anatomical figure. Yeah, but it's... Why would you literally... That's like... Literally, when you say the word, I've got receipts. When people say that in this context, yep. it's the... Oh, I've got evidence of this or evidence that this thing didn't happen. You literally... Fuck me. This guy does... It.
0: Uh. Well, she's not She's not much better. It's not just me,
1: is it? No. no the that that's just fucking thick.
0: Yeah. Again, I had a vague memory of this case, and it popped up for various alerts that I've set, and I'll tell you why in a bit. And it, when I started digging into it, I thought, no, this, this is actually one of the... I, I do like a stupid criminal, and these two were stupid... The prosecution had what was also described as compelling evidence of Rita's DNA under Carol's fingernails. Now, how would that go there, then? The defence tried to say transfer between Harry and Rita.
1: Wait, wait, I've got one. Probably better than that. You might be saying, I don't know, I might be interrupting you. But what about if they tried to claim the whole thing where Rita was starting to be the carer for her? Because then they could claim that during a process like picking her up or adjusting her, you naturally might get some skin cells under your fingers. That would make sense.
0: Yeah, you you did better than defence.
1: And then I don't know, in some of the drugs that he was talking about, like I feel like you could have you could be saying, oh, because she's helping the nurse, and maybe was telling her some stuff, and then to sort of relay the information, so you've got some sort of not duty of care, but like the line of what stuff has happened, what meds have been taken, when you could kind of get around it like that. But come on.
0: She wouldn't, she'd never been a nurse. So she, if she had have been a nurse, she would have kept yeah, the but records. I, no, exactly. No, but I'm saying that you can yeah. use
1: that as a thing. Sure, there's shit they don't know what they're doing, but we tried, we tried to do it. We're idiots, clearly. So
0: you, you're doing better than, their, than her defense. You are. So um, there was also another slight problem though. There was DNA from Rita on a roll of tape, which had been used to bind Carol up in that duvet. So Rita was charged with murder and get this attempting to defeat the ends of justice for trying to cover it all up. She blamed it all on Harry, even though he'd actually tried to exonerate her with all his useless evidence. Now, unfortunately, the judge at the High Court in Edinburgh, after legal discussion, ruled that there was actually insufficient evidence to convict her, Rita, of murder. But that left open the charge of concealment it's a different charge. We have a yeah, different yeah. phrasing down here. She was convicted on the 12th of July, 2011. And she got four and a half years. But we're not done yet.
1: I don't think she's as bad as he is. I mean, throughout this whole thing, I mean, we've ever spoken about how she's a fuckhead and lost multiple millions in the process of being a pastry heiress. But he's, he's the one that's was a predator at the start, basically cheated on his wife multiple times, got fucked off and then killed her in the end. I can kind of, I think you can rationalise. This is the, I'm not doing it just to be a contrarian, but this is the one guy that you said you sympathized with so far. And I'd, I'd be like, nah, fuck him. I think and I still a, don't like him.
0: I think it, I think it was the If anything, I feel worse
1: for Rita because she was rich and lost it all. Now it sucks. Now she lives in a shed. So Obviously, so, Carol's the worst one out of all this.
0: Yeah, poor Carol. So as of 2015, Rita is out of jail. She's living in a council's flat.
1: Oh, she's gone up from a shed. She's not living in a shed anymore.
0: Apparently, they furnished it for her, took all the white goods in, all the neighbours were going in and everything. She's planning on marrying Harry, who's still in jail. Now, for whatever reason, it's called off a week before it was due to actually take place. But we're still not done. In May 2016, Harry's in trouble again. During a search of his prison cell, they find not one, but two mobile phones hidden. Now I know how they get those things in there. I'd why'd want to?
1: So it isn't always. I, I know you're thinking um, sticking it up your ass, take it into prison, but that a lot of the time it's not. They they'll pay the prison guards off for a lot of it, and then if you engage in that once, the prisoners are like, well, you've done it once. If you if you don't do it again, we'll tell, and, I, and we have evidence that you've done it because we've got the phone. How else would we get it in, kind of thing? Yeah, that's, I, that's what happens from everything that I've seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, he could have them
1: to. T- I know to people sell. That, have, that have gone to like. Um, be prison guards I've worked with people that were prison guards and they say like you go through all these testings and stuff and they set up like fake scenarios mm. with people that are saying oh if you do this blah 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 and then they tell you don't do it because of that and yeah it's really common to have phones in prisons Yeah, well, there's there have been a few instances actually where people have been on Facebook live yeah. whilst in prison just posting all the shit that they've got all this like fancy contraband things you have
0: Facebook live I knew there'd been videos out there but I didn't know it was actually oh my god
1: yeah. So, you, can, you can create a live feed that goes, yeah. records directly to Facebook.
0: So, anyway, Harry got four months tacked onto his sentence for that little trick. Um, I think he was probably selling them, but I don't know. We're almost done. 20th of April 2017. Harry is found dead in a cell, aged 67. It's later determined that he died from a blood clot which had travelled to his heart. He'd been having medical treatment, he'd had an EKG and he was feeling unwell, but it was one of these things that the test didn't find until it was too late. His children had never forgave him and he did used to write to them from prison trying to mitigate what he'd done and they didn't believe it and they didn't fall for it and they just wouldn't have anything to do with it.
1: Even the concealment part is enough to justify that. The whole murdery bit, like the big bad, that's... You can't justify that at all. But even the hiding of the body, you can't justify, especially mm-hmm. to your children.
0: No. I mean, we, we talked about that the hiding of the body and claim, carrying on claiming the benefits. But, yeah. Um,
1: I, I'd be funny, right? But if if I was someone that was the the justification for receiving those benefits, I'd be like, yeah, just, I'm, like, I'm dead. Chuck me in the loft. I don't care. I keep getting the money. I know it's illegal, but at least you can keep profiting off it. That's my take on it anyway. I yeah. mean, it's different when you're the one that's been murdered and chucked in the loft, but...
0: Yeah, if you, if you've been murdered, whereas if you're dying anyway, I, I, yeah, I get where you came from, and that does happen more times, yeah. more times than we like to admit. Apparently, um, these children who are, as I said, fully grown adults now, um, they've lost both parents, and they have, they're actually on record as saying that they they're living their best lives as they can. They're all highly educated professionals in honor of their mother, and basically, their father doesn't exist. For, well, he's dead anyway, but yeah. Now, Rita's children, they're, they're less than happy with her also. They must have been from her first marriage. There's no mention of having second any children with her second husband. And they were actually astonished when it came out in court about her living in this shed. They said she'd always been glamorous and rather particular with her appearance and they just couldn't believe that she was brought to this by Harry. So they're sort of... They're disgusted with her, but they're blaming Harry's influence. But... She, Her letters to, to Harry were also read out in court and they paint her as someone obsessed. She's talking about loving Harry so intently that she would shake just thinking about him. Now, he wasn't much of a father or a husband, but with all of these multiple years of affairs over the years, I'm guessing he was good at something, I don't know. It just creeped me out. This is a woman in her mid... You're,
1: you're thinking he lays pipes so good that people will kill for him. Is, oh, is that what you're suggesting?
0: God, oh, God. He's, he's, she's in her 50s. She's been married twice before. She's blown through what would have been well over 5.3 million. This guy is a stay-at-home carer for his disabled wife he's got nothing on paper so he's got to have something
1: yeah but is people aren't just worth their assets people are more than just what they do
0: yeah but he's not a good person we know he's not a good person it's fine yeah,
1: but I, I don't want to validate people that are stay at home carers and caring for their people that's why i
0: felt sorry for him because i thought he'd had a rough time yeah things, but, but you but then... knew
1: what the what was happening with the rest of the case you you wrote the script <laughs> did the research yeah
0: now, going back to Rita, um, according to her children, the, the plan for her to marry Harry seemed to have been the final straw in, with her relationship and probably grandchildren. As it said, she used to get a young male and female visitor to her council flat, but then they suddenly stopped. And there are reports that her son said they were welcome to her, to each other, that her and Harry. Um, and they thought Harry was using her to visit him, which she did by bus uh, I'm guessing she had a free bus path probably, and they thought that she, he was using her to get him give him money for the prison commissary, you know, so we could buy himself stuff so i i i know it's i know it's very mercenary to say it, but if i've had i'm not saying i i would be like that, but if I've had the thought and guarantee you some other listener would have been. I can also imagine the children wouldn't have been too happy with her blowing through all of that flipping money and having absolutely nothing to show for it.
1: Yeah, it's, it isn't. I've got a problem with people that are obviously, because we're talking about generational wealth and extent yeah. here, where people will have a house and then the idea isn't, okay, you don't buy a house and you live in it to then sell it and give it to your kids, but that's how you create step ups and economical advantages over other people. That's essentially what you want. You want to breed a, an ability to be a step up above other people with your children right so they can have the best life as they can yeah so i could understand why you'd be pissed off where if your parent is then pissing away what is your inheritance and it obviously isn't entirely your inheritance it's their money first and they deal with it with that but you'd also like to think that they'd have a they'd be a bit measured with their approach because of that thing of you take care of your kids and you ensure yeah. that you do that because that's kind of the process of what you do as a parent while still being an individual yourself yeah but you could see why they'd be annoyed, and I yeah. don't think what I'm saying there is unfair by saying that.
0: No, that's exactly what I was saying. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that the children have ever said anything like this. I'm just talking about this as, as as human nature. But I also did wonder.
1: It's her right to spend it how she wanted, but that doesn't remove their take on it of it being selfish or unfair. Yeah, they is nuanced take on the matter. It's not quite as simple as
0: yeah. But it also it it got me thinking. Um and it's, this is going to take people far smarter than me to study her to find out, but I wondered if all the houses and the cars and the things and along the men were all about her being adopted and suffering with some abandonment I mean, issues. Yeah, the,
1: I mean, I don't think it's uncommon, but it's that thing of if... I mean, as far as rolling a good set of dice going, getting adopted by Mr Forsyth... Yeah. ..and being an heiress to... Pastry, a pastry industry type thing. I I don't I don't think you'd have that at that point. Sure, you might have like abandonment issues, separation stuff from from it, but you have already got another form of validation in the sense that you've now got means that other people don't.
0: Yeah, but then she managed to lose it all. So yeah,
1: I, I know, but that's that's like a, se- a separate thing. I
0: I wonder because so your
1: your take was does she have this like separation thing? Is that where she's going to like these various men and this guy and she's fixating on this dude? And, and I'm saying that you've already got like another form of external validation. In a monetary sense.
0: It, it takes somebody far smarter than me to study her. And she's still alive. She's still around. Um, and <clears throat> leading through that, I don't think this murder was planned or planned in the way that we're going to do it tonight. The how might have been thought out, but it was the aftermath. And it's often the case when killers are caught, isn't it? It's not been thought through. There was no body disposal plan. Telling the police you've gone into this right respite care, that's easily disprovable.
1: This goes back to that, that fridge thing you are talking about at the start. I thought it well, was someone chucked in a fridge, chucked in a skip, and yeah. then 20 years later, yeah. there's a body in it. That's where I thought it was going. There's, there's
0: a very famous case in America where the house had been sold three and four times, and somebody went into the crawl space underneath the house, which we know it's yeah, a thing.
1: Yeah, you we don't, we don't really get that in the UK, though. No.
0: And they'd found right at the back in a corner this 50-gallon drum that was completely sealed and it basically took two of them to roll it out, I think. It had a person in it. Yeah, and it had a person in it. And it turned out the house had been sold three and four times and they managed to solve a 40-year-old murder from it. So it does happen. But anyway, um, as we know, nothing about Harry's trial and what was in evidence. We don't even know if Rita was a prosecution witness. She could have been called as a hostile one against him. So that kind of puzzled me. And I would also like to have known if any of the women that he'd had affairs with over all these years were any kind of witnesses. I'm not sure how they would have been, what he told them about himself or his life. I think the lies would have been epic. It's just me being nosy at this point.
1: Yeah, of epic proportion rather than good lies, because I think we've established he's pretty thick, well, to be honest. Uh, yeah, and we're he talking... wrote letters saying, all right, she's going to die in a minute. Yeah, the See dogs, in a bit. Yeah. I'll pop the kettle on.
0: Yeah. Well, no, he's probably three quarters into a bottle of whiskey, wasn't he? I also wondered how involved in the running of the bakery and the Just roll business was Rita or was she a figurehead sort of thing? With her being brought up in the business, it was you would have hoped that she would have been very involved. But with her history with money and the like... You probably would want her kept as far away as possible if you were on the management board, wouldn't well, it, you?
1: It might just be she's just she just inherited it. It might be she had very little to do with the actual running of the business. What, yeah. I don't see if that's what you want to do and you want to keep the business going, but they sold it, so might be there was no that was might have been was the goal. So why get bothered?
0: Well, she'd had it for twenty years after after her adopted father died. She was she was in she had the business business was hers for twenty years. So I just I yeah. Uh, so, again, quite a few questions, but they're, they're minor ones. So this whole case threw me in all sorts of tangents. Yes, the cookery, bakery thing is a small part of it. And yes, I looked at chef murders, et cetera. And a horrific amount appear to have um, committed suicide after appearing on TV shows. Not it- that, that they're not directly relatable. Most seem to be business failures, depression or, or drugs. But that was quite horrible trawling through those figures. But I did find some really interesting stuff about people who inherit a stonking great amount of money and lose the lot. So, we've got people like Viv Nicholson. Um, She's very, very well known for the phrase spend, spend, spend. I didn't realise till I did a little bit of research, it was actually a husband that won the money. Um, it's about, about £3 million in today's money. And she she died destitute and she'd gone through four husbands. So when Keith died, she obviously inherited that money and she did blow it. There's been books and films and all sorts. And you've got people like um, two fat ladies, Clarissa Dickinson Wright, or Wright Dickinson. She's a, a TV chef. I didn't realise in the 1970s, she inherited nearly £3 quid from her mother. She blew through all of that. Um, She had a very well-paid job as a high-level attorney. I think she succumbed to alcoholism at that point, if I remember rightly. And she blew through everything. But she's managed to come back. Um, So, yeah, seems to be inherited wealth, seems to be a problem.
1: Well, it's that thing, though. I mentioned it before, at least to you, about how money in certain communities doesn't last very long because it has to be spent on stuff there's a lot of figures and stats about how especially poor households when they get say a dollar or a pound how long does it last in that mm. community before it gets spent out again and sure there are discrepancies between like what sort of community that thing goes back into for example but if you're poor and you get money you need stuff so you spend money on that stuff you need to buy shit you need to buy food or stuff broken and you can't repair it and blah 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 and a lot of people try to say oh that's why you're poor it's because you spend money but when you only have 10 pounds and you need food, you need to spend your 10 pounds. You can't do anything else about it. Yeah. So, and that's that thing about inheritance where if people haven't had these kind of sums of money, it's different though. Cause you spoke about that woman there that was like a, had a well-paying job in the first place. Yeah. So that's a bit different. That's more so, I know this might sound strange and people might disagree with me or they might might not have considered it themselves. I see when you get a large sum of money like that, as almost like a time machine. Because if you say you work for a certain amount of, per year you get set amount of money and then you get thrusted into an environment where you might get suddenly tenfold down in one span you've skipped that 10 years of having to save or earn that thing so now what can you do by having 10 years of funds it's almost like a time machine it skips things forward it allows you to expedite a process that you had before
0: i knew somebody many years ago who um got made redundant from an incredibly well-paying job he was phenomenally lucky and it was enough money that when he had it invested, he didn't have to work, I think, for 10 years. Um, his property was paid off. But he didn't do anything. He didn't go on holiday. He didn't drive a car. He was quite
1: a while to chill out.
0: And then after 10 years, he went and got himself a job in a supermarket working nights because he knew he had to pay his bills. And I said, Well, why don't you go back into your original career? You know, he said, Don't want to deal with the stress. And I just thought, Well, good for you. He had 10 years. Of no stress, you
1: have to out, do you yeah, just chill out, doing what he wants.
0: Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, I do get that. So but, yeah.
1: but back to that, the inheritance thing, though, and it's like, the, the, I know it's not the same because he didn't inherit it. Inherent... a oh, fuck's sake, what, he didn't get the money from an inheritance, but he he won it. It was that, um, the I think they called him like the. Oh, the
0: Chav guy! It was in. Yeah, yeah I mean,
1: he bought this like huge manor, and then he turned it into, like a quad bike. He won. He won the lottery, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he won like Euro Millions or something, and he won he won tens of millions, and he just spunked a lot in a couple of years, and.
0: He's a bin man now, isn't he? Up think no, I think. It was in a biscuit factory? Something like that, yeah. Yeah,
1: and it's like. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't regret it at all." And I, I can't help but think, if you've got that kind of money, you'd put half of it away that you can't touch for twenty years in case you become a crackhead. And then at the end, which of it, he you, did, for, well, not yeah, crackhead. and then yeah. you kind of get it afterwards, and then you can sort of help turn your life around again if it has gone badly. If it hasn't, then you've just got more money than before. But yeah,
0: yeah, if you put it into a trust fund that couldn't be accessed for ten years, legally could not be accessed for ten years, I think you might be onto something with that one.
1: But it's, a, um, it's, it's, what you do if you've got a relative that's addicted to drugs. You just stick him in a cupboard for a couple of months for the detox and then you let them out again it's a bit of the same but you do it with money just just in case that that off chance everyone's got it they might turn into a crackhead and you don't know
0: I I like hearing about people that are, that do come into an awful lot of money and do good things with it and, and don't lose it all and do do good stuff there's I remember there's again there's another lottery couple of, uh, husband and wife and they're very quiet they won again two or three million you know 12 or 23 million something ridiculous and they consistently Give most of it away to charity. um They still got the main capital. I think it's very well invested. Yeah, and and they don't the, make a song and dance. They just give the money away, and where they think it could do of good. In a while, where
1: we've got many billionaires, and none of them turned out to be Batman. I just think that's a disappointment. <laughs> but, and lastly, it annoys me. This has gone to rant about me complaining about wealth. People that will, I think there's a couple. They want again tens of millions, maybe like a hundred million. And he's put in the bank, and they live in the same house they always did. I, I uh, think that's a bit of a waste of the money. I, I get cross y- with those. You yeah. could have done something with it, but
0: yeah, well, it you... won't change me. Then why did you bloody enter the competition? I know we're not talking about inheritances here, but that's sort of that, yeah, that's an natural bit...
1: transition. Is the thing. yeah? So is there no evidence or no examples of what Rita did with the money? No, because at least if I had her sums of money that she that she would have gotten, I would have bought something that would be worth money, like. Cars, jewellery, stuff that's not transient.
0: Well, apparently she did and then she'd sell them and then nobody knew where the money went. It, by the sounds of it, it didn't go to her children. Her children weren't, you know, mum, handout sort of thing.
1: Did they get left anything from it themselves? So the will divided down. Rita got lion's share, grandkids got anything?
0: N- not from that, no. Mm. It's, it's, it, again, it's, it's one of those difficult cases. You, you can't get the information you actually want but it's most of it's out there. If you go spend enough time digging around, you can get what I've come up with. But yeah, it's, it's frustrating. There are a lot of gaps in there that I want to know the answer for and I can't. So that is the murder of Carol Jarvis, whose arse of her husband, by the sounds of the letters he sent to Rita, just wanted Carol out of the way so he could sell the bloody house. But bearing in mind how bad Rita was with money, they both probably would have been living under a bridge inside six months. So um, please... Like some kind of troll. <laughs> Do leave us a review if your podcast app allows it, as the algorithms do help independents like us get noticed. Thank you to those that have left a review. It's really appreciated. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to sharing a new case with you next week.
1: You know how to find us. I say it every week. We'll see you next time. Peace.